Episode 34 here of the Cherokee Rewind set to roll. I am Mick. Thanks for hanging out with us here. Uh, this time around for episode 34, I had to go to the heartland to try and find uh, the next guy that I'm having on here from the Toledo Cherokee from the past. He played back in, I believe, 1999-2000, and uh, his name is Max Howell. And Max, uh, first of all, welcome. Glad to have you. Um, Thanks. Appreciate the opportunity. Sure, you bet. And uh, the other thing that I wanted to do is I always do this with all of the guys that I do. I have this little game in my head that I play just to amuse myself um, that – I try to remember the uni- your your jersey number when you played in Toledo. And I'm usually about 80% of the time I'm dead wrong, but uh, I thought I'd take a shot at it anyway. I'm um, trying to think here. And if I remember, for some reason, the number eight pops out into my head. And it was uh, I'm guessing that's not it. But No, uh, it's close, close, close. Uh, let's see. How, how, how close was I? You're about four digits away. So it's pretty oh. close. Okay, so okay, so you were twelve. Yeah. Okay. Wow, I would have never guessed twelve. I, uh, I just I, I don't know why, but anyway. Yeah. Um, I, like I said, my my streak continues of being really lousy at this. <laughs> <laughs> but when you got twenty, I got twenty years worth of players to try to remember, and the, the numbers and the years all kind of all run together. But uh, uh anyway. So. Okay, so let me let me ask you here, Max. Um, let's talk here. How did you get your start? Uh, you're a guy from Kansas City, so uh, I mean, can't I, I can't remember? I mean, they had the scouts back when I was a kid, right? Uh, and you know, so right. uh, but uh, they had some minor league hockey there. I know. Uh, tell me, what was it about? Uh, where did you where did you pick up on the game and? And uh, who got you really interested in playing? Well, it's actually kind of a funny story. Um, I really, as a child, didn't know anything about ice hockey until I think it was kindergarten. And a classmate of mine, his name was Mac McKay, he brought his hockey gear to show and tell. Mm-hmm. And typically, you know, I'm kind of in my own world during show and tell. And, you know, the kids are just presenting, you know, whatever they decided to bring the show and tell to, you know, to talk to the class about their whatever. Anyway, Mac brings in his hockey equipment and his hockey stick, and I was just enamored, and that was basically the beginning of my hockey career. I was just like, man, what do you mean you play a sport on ice? And uh, he was like, yeah, it's really cool. You get your, your not last name on your jersey, and you use a stick, and I was like, man, I got to try this out. So, <laughs> I, I, you know, being an African-American, I went back to my mom and said, hey, mom, I want to go play this sport hockey. And she goes, boy, black people don't play hockey. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, wait, wait, no, mom, I really want to do this. So she was like, no, we're not doing the hockey thing. So uh, I persisted and bugged her to death. And finally, she signed me up. And essentially, the rest is history. You know, before long, I was actually playing uh, you know, took the learn to skate class. And then, then I was actually, you know, progressed pretty quickly and was playing on my buddy's uh, hockey team that uh, introduced me to the game back in kindergarten at show and tell. So oh that's the story. 
<laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah. Black people don't play hockey. Oh, did she? <laughs> did you ever? Uh, did you convert her and get her to become a fan? I I did. I mean, it was it was kind of you know it was a it was a formidable task. Uh, she was very reluctant at first. You know, even after I started playing, she was just like, I just don't get this. It's cold in here. Uh, <laughs> You know, just, you know, the the culture was just uh, very, very new to her. You know, she she had never been to a hockey game or, you know, had anything to do with ice skating or anything. So it was uh, definitely an experience um, for, for the whole family, for sure. Well, I want to talk about that here in a little bit. But first, I want to talk about uh, uh, when you first started. I mean, because... Uh, were there a lot of places to play in around Kansas City as far as for youth hockey? No, there really wasn't. Um, when I grew up, there was I think basically one and a half rinks. There was a country club that had like a you know a half sheet of ice that they made into a full sheet, and then one other place. Uh, it's called King Louie. It was actually a bowling rink that was a bowling rink and hockey rink, and that was the only place we had to play. Um, and there was essentially one team in the city that would go travel every single weekend to play games. So it was definitely um, we're hitting the road every every weekend to go play games. So wow, know, one one travel team, you know, A team and a B team, and that was it. Holy smokes! Now, were you always a forward? Um, I was. Uh, you know, I kind of alternated back and forth between forward and defense as okay. a kid. Started out kind of as as a defenseman, and then you know move my move myself around. Okay, so now um, what teams? What other teams? Where did you travel to when you played? Um, we we were part of the I guess Iowa High School Hockey League and the you know the Iowa you know Hockey Association. So we predominantly traveled to Iowa. Um, a little bit into, uh, you know, St. Louis area, Minnesota a little bit. But most of our games are Ames, Sioux City, Dubuque, Waterloo, um, you know, all those kind of very small towns in Iowa. So Iowa was, was our, you know, kind of our um, league and area and association that we really participated in. Wow, man, that had to be hard as a kid, especially, I mean, when you travel that much and – uh, the the wear and tear just ne- never mind the fact on uh, on the kids but the also the, uh, the the families and I mean especially when you're when you're spending your weekends when you're supposed to be doing homework and oh, yeah. kicking back and hanging out yeah. relaxing and stuff and you guys are on the road and you're coming back in the middle of the night no yeah <laughs> Ooh, that had to be fun with school didn't it <laughs> yeah it it definitely was challenging um, but I think that you know as a as a youth it actually really really made us very disciplined in terms of our studies it was just like you know you only had a a short amount of time to get it done so it really made us efficient in terms of you know getting our homework done during those allotted time slots so um, it it all ended up working out and you know we developed a lot of very strong relationships i'm still really good buddies with some of the kids and some of the guys that i grew up playing hockey with and you know their parents the one that were the the road warriors um i still look back and i'm like man how did they do that i mean they were just you know it's just you know as a kid you, you don't even think about man they're driving you know, 10 hours a weekend just to, you know, sit down and watch us in a cold hockey rink um, and most of the times in inclement weather. So definitely developed a, an appreciation for, 
you know, all the sacrifices that the parents made. Man, and it, I was going to say, they're probably d- doing all that, especially the uh, the travel and all that stuff. That probably did not uh, help uh, sell the idea to your folks and your mom, especially. Uh, <laughs> oh, probably- no, 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 it didn't. And matter of fact, there was one trip to, I think it was Des Moines, Iowa, and it was a snowstorm. And we fell off the road and she <laughs> could... <laughs> She basically, you know, blamed the the roads and the ice and the cold all about, you know, playing hockey and why am I doing this? So, yeah, it definitely, you know, posed its challenges uh, and roadblocks to, you know, her her love of the game for sure. Oh, my gosh. Oh, <laughs> it's too funny. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, 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 I always think about, uh, you know, just some of the stuff that the, you guys uh whether, you know, it was, you know, travel, uh, even at the, especially as the younger you are and you play travel, you know, the, the, as you mentioned, the road warriors and, and, uh, and and teammates and stuff that to me is just, I still shake my head in amazement at that, that you guys went through all of that. And I mean, let's be honest here. Hockey is not a cheap sport, especially when when you're when you're playing travel. It's very aristocratic for sure. Oh, it is. It is. Yeah. Big time bucks. And uh, I uh, I I just I mean, you it becomes I I mentioned this before in previous podcasts. It becomes almost like a lifestyle, you know, because you plan your uh, you plan you use your vacation. If you're a parent, a lot of times you use your vacation time. And plan your vacations around tournaments. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> now, makes um, for sure. Yep. So, Max, let me ask you: um, uh, how how did you? I mean, you started out as a youngster playing the game, and it did it. It it fed. And obviously, it fed your uh, your passion for it. Uh, where did you? Where else did you play once you? Uh, stop playing there with the Iowa association. Um, you know, for me, it was, uh, kind of a, a, a brief stint in, uh, you know, Canada for, you know, a summer, um, you know, outside of Kansas city, then was in Sioux city for a, a brief moment and then Toledo. And then, you know, from Toledo, you know, was fortunate enough to, you know, go to Miami of Ohio, um, as as a as a walk on there and okay well uh, let me ask you uh, let me ask you here about your how'd you end up in canada um it was uh i had some scouts that uh we my junior year i believe yeah maybe a sophomore junior year we we actually won nationals um as at the bantam um level and we, I think we were ranked like, you know, second in a, you know, second or third in the, in the nation. And so, you know, all these little Kansas City boys were, you know, beating up on the traditional, you know, uh, hockey cities and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I don't really recall how it was, but uh, some scouts and camps and stuff like that. So I ended up, you know, playing in Canada kind of springboarded me to, you know, really trying to elevate um, my hockey career and, you know, leaving uh, my senior year of high school to uh, pursue, um, you know, the next level of hockey. So where, where in Canada did you play? Uh, it was, it was near um, Windsor. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Tecumseh, uh, 
because that's I'm I'm a, I'm a about less than half an hour away from there. Oh really? Yes. Yeah. 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 I think that's what it was, and it, it was just kind of like a summer league um, deal, and so yeah. Okay, so you were over there on the other side of the border, just over the border from Detroit. Uh, so uh, did you? What kind? What what kind? Of, was it good hockey out there? Yeah, I mean, it was. Uh, it it that whole year kind of opened my eyes to you know just the the skill level i mean you know i thought that i was you know pretty good but you know then when you start playing with those guys like oh well i got a lot i got a lot of work to do um and then you know i was always kind of gifted um genetically and physically and you get to that level and everybody's just as gifted um physically as you are and, and they're tough as hell heck too so uh you know then that was the first year where you know, fighting was a, was legal and, you know, we got kids, you know, dropping the mitts and, you know, fighting. And uh, that was definitely a, a new dynamic to hockey that, uh, that was kind of, you know, thrown into, you know, so to speak, pretty quickly. So so when you first uh, first is that when you did you have your first fight there? I think I did. I think I did. Yeah um and that yeah but that that summer was my first summer of really you know <laughs> fighting on you had to ice grow up quick <laughs> yeah you had to go up quick because these guys I never forget I was you know I was in one camp and you know I was 17 maybe and there was a 20 something year old and man, he you know he you could just tell he kind of caught me at the end of my shift and <laughs> didn't really wait for me to take off my my bucket so yeah it was it was a, a, a a uh, rude awakening in terms of the the you know the whole realm of you know fights and the you know the the whole psyche and psychology around fighting and the you know um, whole dynamics the code and all that like other that. stuff that goes with it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So Max, now um, how did uh, you did did you didn't play you didn't play they didn't have any you didn't play any. Um, I wasn't going to say any high school like uh, in Kansas City. There wasn't any high no, school. No, there, there. you couldn't play for your high school. Uh, matter of fact, my sophomore year in high school was the first year that Kansas City had like a high school, um, high school hockey league. And it was just, you know, the the level of hockey was just it, it just started. So that's kind of the talent pool that was in the high school hockey association so you really had to you know play on the, the the travel team to you know really get quality hockey and, and quality competition so okay so now how did you end up uh coming to a toledo cherokee uh training or hockey camp uh you know what i think i was um i was in sioux city then i'm not sure coach searing and uh uh, I say, I, I'm not sure how it ended up, but um, I was at Sioux City and they were like, we, we really want you to go. Um, well, part of it was I had gone to a all boys Jesuit high school and <clears throat> my, my mom, obviously not being a, uh, you know, a traditional hockey buff. We were going to go to Sioux City, but they didn't have really the you know education that she felt was uh, to par. And so we ended up coming to Toledo because they had St. John's Jesuit there, which was a brother school of Rockhurst, which um, afforded the, you know, the Jesuit education and for me to kind of continue that uh, level of education that uh, my parents uh -huh. were. 
Ah, so 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 it got mom's approval. Yeah, get mom get mom's approval, and then definitely get you know my approval from a hockey stand. But it was it was a great you know it was a great opportunity for for me as a hockey player, and uh, you know I really you know I really re- remember that you know that that beginning of the tryouts and all that kind of stuff, and you know really being excited about you know playing with the team. Um, okay, well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about those tryouts. What that that, that was like. Uh, I mean, from a there's obviously a couple different standpoints here, um, and obviously one of them being the fact that you're you're an African American, so it's not like you know there were uh, other guys in there that all look like you. There weren't. Um, that there's that, and then there's a but also I mean, just the idea of you know you're a young man. You, I mean, granted you're you're getting you're starting to head in towards adulthood, but you were still just a kid. Right. And you're you're far from home. Yeah. I mean, just all these different things. What were going through your mind when you uh, saw, you know, when you walked into that locker room? Um, you know, it was, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of fear, kind of anxiety, um, you know, and, you know, obviously I, I wanted to perform well. Um, I will tell you a funny story. Uh, you know, I think I had a pretty good tryout. Um, got into a couple, you know, scraps. Uh did did a did did well in the fights that I got into, and I think it was the last I don't know one of the last days of the trial or whatever, and we had this guy Big John. He was six six from Alaska. I mean, he was just he was a load. And John I Freeman. Forget, uh, he was you know it came you know, the, the buzz was flying around the other two teams that would say hey Big John wants to fight you. And I'm like Ooh, why 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 <laughs> Why is he gonna fight me? <laughs> what what did I do to that guy? Oh, and uh, long story short, we ended up fighting towards the end of the end of the end of the game in that camp, and I got lucky and and won the fight. But uh, that was probably one of the moments that I'll always remember because the moment where where we're taking our gloves off, I was scared to death. But you know, obviously, I didn't act like that. But inside, I'm like, oh my god, why? What? What am I about to do right now? And uh, you know, you know. And then after that fight, we actually became good friends. And uh, you know, I actually recently talked to him on uh, social media, and we actually talked about it. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's a great guy now. We end up being teammates. Obviously, we both made the team and end up playing together. So. Uh, but still one of those moments that I will never forget, you know, how scared I was, you know, getting ready to fight this six, six, six guy from Alaska that just looked mean as nails and, you know, great player. So yeah, that was, that was a highlight for me in in tryouts. That was John Freeman, right? Right. Right. Big John Freeman. Yep. Big John. Yep. I remember. Mm -hmm. And, And what's funny is, is that, uh, I, I mean, I, at least to me anyway, is that you guys were coming right off the heels of the national championship team. Right. So, I mean, you've got, got and you guys had some talent in that locker room, mm-hmm. aside from yourself. Right. Uh, you know, like you had, I remember uh, Jeremy LaBianca. LaBianca, uh, yep. Yeah, Labby could, and the thing is, is that Labby, I always, to this day, that man could talk to a post. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Could, he could chirp with the best of them when it came to chirping. Yeah, man, that was my that was my guy. We were we were very good friends during that time. Yep, yeah, and uh, I mean, he could. I remember that guy. He could chirp. 
I mean, when it came to chirping, he had Olympic potential. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He wrote the book on it. Oh, man. Who are some of the other guys that you remember in uh, in that uh, in that year you played there? Um, you know, obviously, LaBianca, you know, Big John. Um, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't say my my roommate, uh, young Ramoran, Ramoan. Uh, he was yeah, from Norway. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he was, you know, we were basically bunk mates in, uh, in our housing and our host family. And, you know, it was very good learning, you know, his culture and, you know, getting to know him and, uh, you know, really, he's a kind of a quiet guy at first, but, you know, we, by the end of it, we were, um, kind of like brothers, uh, developed a, a pretty good relationship and learned a lot from him as a player and as, as a person. And, you know, um, never forget, we, yeah, when we when we first met each other, like, oh, we're gonna be living with living together, and we were, I'm like, oh man, I'm you know this guy's from Norway, he speaks a different language, but he like he liked Tupac, so Tupac was the <laughs> was the was the bridge of our relationship. So uh, you know, and uh, you know, lots of other Scott Cosentine, um, Meisner, uh, uh, Fish. Uh, oh, yeah. We don't everybody. I mean, we, 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 we had a pretty, pretty united Zach Hernandez was my workout buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that uh, a Casey and he was a, he loved to throw the mitts, you know, we, Casey we had a, Welch. yeah, Casey Welch. Uh, you know, he was, he was one of the toughest fighters, um, that I've seen around. Um, but yeah, we, 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 uh, the whole, the whole, um, team was a good group of kids. And I think we, we all had, uh, shared different unique bonds with each other yeah now let me ask you uh as far as now you're going in there remember also too as a rookie right. so as a rookie everybody had to uh you know you probably had to pay your dues and they probably had to uh pull some pull pull a few pranks on you and and, and give you guys some grief what was that like uh you know what it was, it was, I, I think it was fair. It wasn't anything, you know, the hockey culture is, is a hockey culture. You know, you're definitely going to have some, um, you know, going through the the ranks to, you know, establish, you know, your, your spot on a team. Um, but, you know, it, it was, you know, water bottle duty, um, you know, picking up the locker rooms and stuff like that, which we all kind of alternated as, as rookies doing that kind of stuff, uh, you know, and, you know, just some, some kind of, you know, off this, off this, off the ice stuff that was, you know, unique, just pretty, pretty standard for the hockey. You know, it definitely, you know, was an avenue to bring us all together and uh, was all in good fun. Uh, who was uh, who was the probably the best uh, at pulling pranks on you guys on the road? Ooh, let me see. Probably LaBianca. You know, I think LaBianca was probably he was he was right up there for sure. You know, road trips are always fun. Uh, you know, we we had a good time. You know, it wasn't a, never a dull moment um, on the road. A few uh, wieners. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. See, because I, so, I like, always like asking the older guys about this stuff because nowadays, you know, you, 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 you know, burp in the wrong direction and it's like, oh, you know, oh, my gosh, what did you right. do? You know, someone's a Oh, yeah. You right. Know, back then, you, right. I mean, 
some of the guys back then, I mean, like before, even before you uh, were there, uh, th- some of those guys, some of the things they did, I mean, I told them like, you know, if you did that now, you'd actually be in jail. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. That is funny. But, uh, I mean, now did you yourself have a hand in any of that stuff or were you pretty much you a... know what? I was kind of, uh, you know, I, you know, maybe a slight hand. Um, <laughs> I, I was more, you know, just, I was a younger kid on the team. So I was really looking for, not only was I a rookie, but, you know, I think most of the kids that were rookies were, you know, at least at least out of high school. And so I was kind of still in high school. And so, you know, I was just really, um, trying to just follow a pack and kind of, you know, stay, stay in my lane, so to speak. Yeah. Now, uh, did your folks get to come out and see you play much? You know what? Unfortunately they did not. Um, just, you know, just with where it was and everything like that. I think they might've came to the national tournament that we were in. Um, but not a lot, not a lot, but we had, you know, my host family, Mike and Diana were great. They were always there. I think Mike is still part of the program. So, I mean, he was definitely my father away from home and Diana was my mom away from home. And, uh, you know, the, you know, we, we'd have the, the, the family dinners and talk about, you know, the games and, you know, whatever else was going on in my life. So they, they really did a great job. And, um, I still, you know, speak with them today, such a great family, um, you know, and such great people for opening their household to, to hockey players. But, uh, yeah. Okay. So, um, now talk about your, do you remember your first goal? Oh, I think it was, um, I think it was probably early on in the season. It might have been the first game. And uh, for whatever reason, I, I remember I, I, I kind of, you know, was, made a decent move and scored. And I never forget, Fish was like, oh, you're going to be playing a lot. And I and uh, I was like, oh, okay. And so that was – I could just remember him kind of chirping me saying that, you know, like, hey, that was his way of saying good job, I guess. Uh, but, uh, you know, because as a rookie, you know, they kind of, you know, wanted the, wanted the older guys to, you know, do that. But uh, coming in, I, I think that was the first. I don't really remember exactly what it was, you know, just the wrist or wasn't it wasn't anything spectacular break or anything like that. It was just kind of like, you know, quick wrist shot and it, and, it was, and it went in. Do you remember who it was against at all? No, I want to say it was at home, though. I do want to say it's at home, and we were um, facing the, the the far end, uh, um, our the, the end where our um, locker room was. Okay, so that would have been in the second period. Yeah. So okay, so yeah. um, so now you know you get you get that under your belt and everything, and so you're starting to play. Who were your line mates when you when uh, you were here in Toledo? Yeah. Oh. Oh man, I want to say maybe Pinky. Uh, man, I have to do some. I need to do some research. I should know that. Um, because yeah, Mike Pinkowski, I remember him. Pinkowski, that sounds familiar. Uh, Scott Cosentine, I think, was there. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say, yeah, me, Cozy, um, Bill and I was a defenseman, but I remember playing with him a lot. 
uh, you know, might have been Big John. I'm not, I don't really, maybe Larry. I think Larry, maybe Larry, Scott, and I were on the line, and maybe Pinkowski alternated. But th- those are the those are the ones that I can remember off the top of my head that we that we played with. Okay, so Larry Larry Willard. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Because man, that that was it. Larry, there's there were the Larrys. There were two of them. Larry Willard and Larry Bryan. And I think yours might have been Bryan. Right. Yeah. Larry. Was Bryan. he from yeah. Washington? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's him. Yeah, Larry Bryan. He was from he was from Snohomish, Washington, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, that dude could just flat out fly. Yeah, he was very fast. That's correct. Yep, yep. It was yep. Me and him That's on, right. on the wings. Yep. You know, and the thing I remember about you was, I mean, you could play physical. You were a, a physical guy. I mean, because let, let, let's face it, man, you, dude, you were you were uh, rock solid, and yeah. so, no getting around that. And but the thing was was that you also had a knack around uh, around the net. You had good hands. Yeah. You know, you always had good hands. And uh, that's any any hockey player will tell you, man, that's the key to success is, is if you want to play, you need to have good hands. Right, and, right, and absolutely. So, now, um, when you played back then, uh, it was uh, – were you uh, – was there a lot of rookies that year or were there a few vets still? Uh, or was it vet late, heavy heavy vet laden? I I want to say it was it was heavy vet um, just because like you said we had we had won that national championship and then that next year we went back to nationals again um, and so there was a lot of people uh, there a couple guys that bounced up and de- up and down between uh, like Grand Rapids and then us. Um, but yeah, I mean, but I, I don't know, but I really, now that I'm thinking about it, we did have a pretty strong rookie class and with, the, with some new talent. So I, I want to say it might've been pretty balanced. You know, we definitely had the vets that were, um, on the team that led us that played, you know, for the Cherokees for, you know, a couple years, but we definitely had a strong rookie class. Zach Hernandez, um, he might've been one of my line mates too. Um, Cosentine, Larry, um, John. I mean, there was a, there was a big group of us that were, you know, definitely, you know, uh, rookies, and I think added some value to the team. Well, okay. So now uh, that year, uh, what was it like playing for uh, Scott Searing and Todd Omi? You know, Scott Searing was, you know, um, and, and Todd Omi, they were both, you know, great guys. I think Scott was really, you know, he was more of the uh, intense coach that, you know, was he really, really wanted to get a lot out of you. Uh, we had some, you know, he definitely, you know, gave some intense motivation to me to, you know, step it up and, uh, you know, continue to play, you know, my caliber game. Um, Todd was more of the player's coach. Um, you know, really had, you know, good relationship, we laughed and joked with him a lot. Um, so, you know, I think there's, there were two different styles there, but mm-hmm. they worked well together, um, for us and in terms of getting the best out of us and maximizing everybody's potential. Okay. So how long did it take you, you think, uh, to where you felt comfortable playing in Toledo. I mean, I mean, yeah, there's the, there's those things like the race issue and right. whatnot, but I'm talking more about just you, Max Howell, the person 
were how long uh, how long did it take for you to feel comfortable in Toledo where it's like I belong I uh, you know I can do this right. I can right. play at this level right you know it was probably it was probably a couple months in um, as a 17 year old I, you know leaving I went from being getting ready to be the the big guy on campus uh, you know senior at my high school to going to high school where I literally knew no one um, you know and from living with my family to living with, you know, uh, people that I literally just met, um, having a roommate, you know, in, in a pretty small bedroom and I, I had to get the top bunk. Um, it was it was a big adjustment for me. You know, it, it took a lot of, you know, mental fortitude to really kind of get over the kind of off the ice stuff and kind of wrapping my head around my new normal. Um, and then after I was able to do that, I think that, you know, the being on the ice followed right after that. But it took probably a couple months to really, you know, get into the swing of things, you know, get into the swing of, you know, my new high school, the, you know, the, the, the regimen of the practices and, you know, the pregame workouts and, you know, the dry land and all that kind of stuff was very new to me. It was, you know, it, at my previous hockey team, most of that stuff, we had one one practice a week, maybe two and, you know, that was it. But this was, you know, every day. This was kind of like, you know, a job. So it definitely um, was a big change. But I think, you know, within the next, within the first, you know, 30, 60 days, I was fully acclimated. And I feel like, you know, really, this is this is a good fit for me. And uh, this was this is my home. I was, I was a Cherokee for sure. Well, you know, and it had to be fun playing, too, in a loop that it, that you travel with your, your history of traveling. Uh, right. The fact that Toledo traveled all over the place in the mm -hmm. Midwest right. that probably helped uh, you to acclimate and fit and fit in even quicker because you know going to St. Louis, you know going to Chicago, right. going to, or going to wherever Cincinnati or, or right. you know, up in in Flint, uh, you know just different places all over the place uh, that probably probably helped I would think as far as for you that uh, it didn't present as much of a of a, a, a grind for you because you were used to it already. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, traveling was just secondary. I mean, if I playing a hockey game and traveling, it was just synonymous with each other. So we 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 knew that if we're gonna go play a hockey game, we're gonna go get in the car and and travel. And so with the Cherokees, it was more of the bus and the van thing. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, it was a you know definitely prepared me well for you know the the travel demands as a as a, as a Cherokee. Well, who are you, who is the team that you probably think or did you think of back then as your guys' biggest uh, uh, rival or, you know, the toughest, the team you really got your, your, your game ready to go against? You know what? I think it was probably Columbus for some reason, I want to say. Mm -hmm. um, you know, got into a I think one of the reasons, you know, I got into a couple of fights with those guys. Um, and so, you know, anytime for me, I just never really acclimated to the culture of like fighting somebody and then kind of, you know, shaking it off. Hey, it's just a good hockey fight. So if I fight, if I fought you, it was, I didn't really like you much. And so, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I think it was, it was Columbus. And I want to say maybe the, maybe Cedar Rapids, for the same reason, um, I think one of those 
um, teams can't remember. I don't want to, you know, slide any anybody, but uh, there was um, kind of some racial issues that we had to address and that I had to, you know, go through and address. And so um, due to that, it was um, definitely a heightened situation um, for me as a player. And, you know, even my teammates, you know, they, they really um, supported me well in, in those incidents. Um, well, so, did you have to come, did, how often did you have to deal with that when you played in Toledo? You know what? Not much, not definitely not from any any of my teammates or anything like that. They they supported you know me being an African American hockey player to the fullest. Um, organization staff, coaches, um, training staff, everybody. It, it was just you know I'm just one of the guys. Um, but you know it was it was rare. But when it when it did, it was just kind of like wow, we're really you know we're still we're still doing this kind of stuff and uh, you know. And for me, it, I just really, really let it motivate me more than anything. So it's kind of like, you know, you, you, you woke up a sleeping bear um, if you did that. So uh, but, yeah, not not often. You know, most of the hockey community and the culture was uh, very accommodating uh, to the situation and kind of welcomed the diversity of an African-American uh, hockey player and athlete. But, you know, there are there's still those bad apples in every bunch. And, uh, you know, we, we dealt with those when, when, when we had to. And that's that's the good thing is you did it only only like hockey people can. <laughs> but, right. Uh, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's all. And that's one of the things. I mean, sometimes, you know, it's, it's like in other sports, it's like, man, if these guys could just fight and get it over, there wouldn't be a whole lot of jaw jacking and, you know. <laughs> I love this. You know, I love people, this. People talking stuff because it was like, okay, you if you really want to, you really want to, you know, say something, then we're gonna fight. And you know, and I was, uh, you know, I had a pretty good record um, fighting, and so I think that probably had, a, you know, maybe something to do with this. Because like, man, this guy, you know, <laughs> if I say the wrong thing, he, he might be able to really, really rip my head off, so um, and get away with it. So yeah, I mean, it was wasn't uh, it was very few and far between in between. Well, that's, uh, I'm glad that it wasn't that bad. You know, I am, yeah. but uh, I, I'm, you know, I also, I wanted to ask you too, you know, um, back then, uh, how did it affect uh, as far as your schooling? I mean, obviously you got to go to Miami after Toledo, but uh, I mean, while you were at St. John's Jesuit, uh, was it a, a challenge trying to, uh, you know, get your homework done and everything? With, oh, yeah road trips absolutely i mean it was it was a grind you know it was you know the, the i don't think the the program is really suited for you know high school kids which which you know i was i was kind of a rare bird in terms of playing uh for them in high school but it definitely you know brought us challenges you know those bus rides where you're tired you want to kind of just sleep on the way home you know, I was doing homework and, you know, um, reading and, you know, doing math and, you know, it was, uh, you know, definitely a grind, but, you know, it's, uh, you know, part of the, part of the things that, you know, cultivated me to be the person that I am and, you know, have the work ethic and drive that I do now. So, um, definitely, uh, it definitely was, um, a little bit more difficult and posed its challenges, but definitely was a reward at the end of the day. Oh, no question. Now, so you guys finished that year. Uh, you guys, you guys went to nationals. Where was nationals at that year? Do you remember? Ooh. 
Man, I want to say, wow, where, was it Colorado or something like that? No, I know it wasn't no. Colorado because the year okay. before was Simi Valley. The year okay. before, and then the year after, I'm trying to think. I don't know if it was in Chicago or if it yeah, was. It might have been Chicago. I really know that. I remember the rinks were really nice and the facilities were just, I was just like, I was amazed. I was like, wow, I've never played on ice this nice before. Um, so I got, yeah, I don't remember where that was. Um, that's okay. There are plenty of folks that listen to these that they'll, they'll, they'll let right. us know. <laughs> right, right. Good, 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 good. But, uh, so, you know, obviously didn't, didn't win nationals that year, but the payoff was, has to be the fact that you were, you got some looks, you were being recruited. Talk about that. Yeah, I mean, you know, from from that perspective, you know, I, I really think playing on that on that stage where you're playing at the national tournament, um, really, you know, for for not only myself but just for everybody that's on the team, it it promoted a level of exposure that you know that that's that's why we're all playing um, the game is to get that exposure and and continue the career to the next level. So um, I know that it, it was great, you know. Scott Cousentine ended up coming to Miami. Um, there, lots of players uh, ended up, you know, kind of developing and furthering their career um, at the collegiate level that uh, that were on that team. Um, Prolac and Villanelle, I know they they you know went to the next level. There, there was a there was a there was a significant amount of guys on that team that were able to um, take advantage of the Cherokee organization and um elevate their game to the next level which which is the goal i mean you know the cherokees do a great job of putting guys at that next level and winning uh at their level so it was a very very um uh, prestigious honor to to play with the cherokees well you know um so you who what was it that ended up putting you in a miami uniform uh i think part of it was you know coaches you know and uh, you know any player that's coming up i mean it's truly um they want people will tell you it's not political and it's not you know what you know it's who you know but it, it truly is it's 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 very much who you know and and uh you know the people that support you and the coaching community is very close-knit um i think coach bonnet um, was some way affiliated with uh, Sioux City and Coach Siri and, and everybody. Um, you know, it, again, it was one of those deals where um, my parents wouldn't let me go play another year of juniors. They're like, no, it's time to go to college. Um, and so we were able to kind of, you know, the coaches were able to put, uh, you know, some networks together and then allow me to the opportunity to go, you know, walk on and play in Miami. So um, lots of, lots of, uh, networking with with coaches and coaches kind of you know believing in what they saw in me and you know giving me gave me an opportunity even though it didn't uh, end up in a very long career at Miami but um, still worked out to its advantage okay so um, how long uh, when did you what years did you play at Miami it was really just my uh, freshman year. I had a, a torn labrum and a super scapula and uh, hey. it's from from a big uh, I think it was a fight that I got into the summer before Miami um, and then, you know, got there and, you know, was kind of 
going through that and then the net my sophomore year which was a year i was scheduled to play my recruiting coaches left and then as a as a on the club team we won a national championship um with some great guys and then recruiting coaches left and um by that time i was a double major in engineering and i had a coach kind of tell me that engineers and hockey players didn't really mix and you know i just just kind of you know um for one one thing or not uh decided to kind of pursue my educational um engineering and uh kind of hung up the skates after my freshman year so um you know it was what a way to go yeah, yeah, it was unfortunate. I had a great, had a great, uh, the one year that w- was at Miami, you know, practicing with the varsity team, um, and then, you know, took the, the club team, won the national championship. So we had a lot of guys on that team that were great players. Um, so, you know, enjoyed, you know, my, 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 my career at Miami, you know, in Toledo. It was even though it was a little bit short, shorter lived than, than I would have uh, liked to see it. But, uh, you know, God, you know, put me in the position that I am now based off of uh, my educational credentials that I was able to garner while I was at Miami and without hockey and Toledo Cherokees, I wouldn't, wouldn't have ended up at Miami and wouldn't have you know been able uh, to be in the career that I am now. So, um, you know, it all worked out um, like it was planned. So. Good. That's awesome. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, I, I, I always think about things like that. You know, it's like things happen for a reason. They're not right. uh, I don't I'm not much for a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm a you know, things happen for a reason. They're planned and preordained. And I uh, I just think that, uh, you know, that it's just a simple fact of life, you know. So uh, right. now when you when you uh, finished at Miami, by the way, going back, going back to this. Did your mom ever eventually become a hockey fan? <laughs> Not just of yours because you played, but did she ever, ever, uh, I guess for, uh, pardon the pun, but warm up to the sport? <laughs> yeah, she, she did. Uh, she eventually, you know, obviously, you know, love, you know, supporting me as a player. Um, and it ended up, you know, she, she wouldn't necessarily turn on the TV and go searching for a hockey game. But, uh, you know, she, she she definitely became a fan of mine and, uh, you know, learned the game and, you know, you know, she understood, you know, offsides and icing and all of the kind of fundamentals wow. of being a fan. So, yeah, she, she got her, uh, her, her hockey IQ very much improved. Very good. But, you know, because the funny thing is I've got my own people in my own family, Max that they've they know i'm a hockey guy for since the time i was a wee little guy right and to this day to this day they couldn't tell you what an offsides or an ice <laughs> yeah you know they've been around yeah. me and around the rink and they they knew what i did and uh you know whether it was broadcasting or whatever uh they knew that how passionate we are about the game and uh none of them i was telling this before to give you an idea, and this isn't to, to, you know, crap on them or anything like this is just a, a just a funny story to me because it tells you uh, you can be do great things. But sometimes uh, I think it says in the good book, you're not even, uh, you know, popular in your own hometown, you know. Right. And, and right. Uh, so it it was uh, earlier this year I had a I got this award, the SAP award uh, for the guy that uh uh, was uh, for commitment to hockey and things like that. And it was named right. after awesome. our, one of our, 
Thank you. It was named after uh, our old uh, uh, president, uh, Ken Sapp Miller, and uh, he passed away. So it's a Sapp Memorial Award. And, you know, they named the press box after me that I did the broadcasting from. And, wow. you know, yeah, it, I mean, that's a whole nother issue. I mean, I, I can't do that without like starting to weep. Uh, but uh, <laughs> anyway, awesome. the only reason I'm bringing that up, I'm just setting that as, as the, as the uh, prefacing this to tell you that it was funny because my family, I had several members of my family that were there that came out for this. Mm-hmm. And I, unbeknownst, this was totally a shock to me, a surprise to me. I didn't wow. know anything about it. Wow. So anyway, when, when they did it, uh, you know, I saw several members of my family and the first thought that went through my head was not, oh my gosh, my family's here. Right. I swear. First thought right. that went through my head was, what the heck are you doing here? Right. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's like, you don't, you don't they, go to hockey games. <laughs> no, they never, ever seen me uh, or were never at a game I worked that I broadcast a game from. Really? They, they never went to a game uh, in, in, over, in 20 years. And wow. so it, I figure, well, it took them long enough, but they finally right. made it to one. Right. And right. so, but, uh, you know, that's why, you know, when you said that about your mom, I, I immediately, like, I can understand, right. you know, I can understand. Yeah, exactly, exactly, so, exactly. But uh, exactly. That, that's funny. Now, I know you're a family man now. You've got, uh, how many kids do you have now? I just have one 17-year-old son, yep. Oh, my gosh, 17. Yeah. Stop it already. Yeah, yeah, he's because, a... Uh, He's a big time, you know, football and basketball player. Um, I think that he's going to pursue uh, football in college. He's 6'4", 220-ish, and he's got, you know, close to 30 Division One football offers. So, we're, Holy we're, cow. Yeah, we're going through that process now. Um, he's enjoying the road. I'm enjoying um, the experience. And, uh, you know, we're, we're right in the middle of football season. Actually, the playoffs for the – end of the football season start next week so we are locked and loaded for the playoffs and um, excited to see him pursue his dreams and you know um, fall into whatever university that uh, he ends up choosing at the end of the day does he have any like uh, front runners um, you know, he, he'd prefer to be, you know, somewhere warm. Uh, so <laughs> right now, I think uh, U- UCLA, uh, USC, um, I think Fresno State, Wyoming, um, Bowling Green. We actually went to Bowling Green for a visit. He, they're they're very much um, at the top of the list as well. Um, I mean, but he, we've got a lot of great people and universities that we're working with that, uh, you know, will we'll for sure hopefully provide him with a, a great uh, path towards his uh, future and uh, adult life. So we're excited. What position does he play? He plays um, running back, wide receiver, and then on offense and then on defense, he plays outside linebacker and uh, kind of DN, but he'll play, he'll play DN outside linebacker at the next level. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so be a kind of rush the quarterback kind of guy. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, does he share a a love of the game of hockey for like you do? No, he didn't. I heard, you know, I remember uh, I got him, you know, he was maybe four, and for Christmas I bought him all the hockey gear he could want. I was super excited, and you know, I was like, man, he's gonna be a hockey player. And then that next year, he, you know, did the learn to skate, kind of sat me down. It's like, dad. 
I don't want to play hockey. And I'm like, oh, no. And I was like, <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> um, you know, I was thinking. Then, then at first I was kind of shocked, like, oh, man, that kind of sucks. And then I, then I started running the numbers, like, okay, I was going to have to do this, travel, this money. I was like, oh, you just put a bunch of money back in my bank account. So I'm, uh, I'm <laughs> okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. Which, of course, I'm sure – you're probably your folks probably were thinking, hmm, hmm, right. considering you, right. but uh, that's funny. Right. But now, um, so now that you've uh, seen, do you uh, do you miss the game? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, you know, a testament to that was right after I got done with college, uh, kind of picked it back up and coached high school hockey for about ten years after college. Um, and then we won. We never won a um, a uh, state championship, but won a state championship as a coach. So that was that was a um, a great achievement for me as a coach. And then um, yeah, so you know, obviously still a fan of the sport, and you know, played in some men's leagues and stuff like that. So um, yeah, definitely you know, still like being around the game. Um, you know, obviously with COVID, the men's league was canceled this year, but uh, looking forward to you know getting back and. Um, still, still kind of, you know, dusting the rust off and, uh, you know, getting some exercise really at this point, that's really <laughs> what it's about. Uh, you know, the skills have kind of waned a little bit, but you know, still, still enjoy the sport for sure. Do you ever envision getting back into coaching? No, you know, just, just with, you know, my career, uh, right now, I, I, I just, it's not in the cards. I just don't have enough hours in a day to, you know, really do the commitment. Like say still in Kansas city, you're traveling every single weekend. Um, not every single weekend, you know, you know, uh, close to every other weekend. And so, you know, with my son and, you know, work, it just, it's just too much you know, of a time commitment. Now, uh, are there more sheets of ice in Kansas city these days? You know what? We we do have a new rink, so we've got uh, we still only have I think three sheets of ice. One, well, two rinks, one in Independence and one in Overland Park. Uh, you know, still don't really have. You know, we lost a a, a big rink in Overland Park that uh, you know, or we lost a rink in Overland Park. Now we have a rink in Shawnee and in Independence, and we really needed that Overland Park uh, double two sheets to kind of be the anchor, but they converted it to a basketball facility now so we're st- i think that we're i think it's you know improving a little bit but we're still not uh you know a big big hockey powerhouse like we should be okay well that's fair enough now um you know before we wind her up here i was just going to ask you um it, now if you have any questions for me feel free to ask you don't have to even hold back so fire away but um i i was thinking too you know um how 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 would you explain to another kid uh as far as uh the hockey experiences uh now that you've got the perspective of time if you could talk to a kid who was a junior playing juniors uh like just starting out uh what would you say to somebody like that um you know my advice would be you know, it's, it, it is the game has definitely changed. Um, you know, when, I, you know, when we were coming up, it was like, man, get to get your name out there. Go go find the biggest kid and go go fight him. You know, be, try to beat him up. Um, I don't think you can, can, can say that now. Um, but I think that it, it really 
you know, the part of, you know, elevating your game to the next level really has a lot to do with your mental um, prowess and your mental fortitude and um, really being able to, you know, handle the the mental rigor that goes with taking it to the next level. And, and those, you know, really translate to like work ethic, you know, discipline, sacrifice, all those types of things that, you know, it really, really um, requires to be a, a good player at at the junior level. I mean, the expectations is there. You're going to, you know, get more ice time. You're going to get, you know, more shots, on, more shots up, um, you know, more, you know, skate reps. But it's really going to be um, the the player that has to make the mental decision to, you know, elevate and do the extra things that they need to do to, you know, um, take their careers to the next level. So, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a great opportunity, but you know, it, it's definitely something that you have to be mentally prepared for and, you know, take, take, take kind of serious, you know, have fun, have fun. It's always about having fun. Um, but you definitely have to have that, you know, you know, the discipline and, and the ability to stay mentally strong and, and uh, sacrifice to, to make your dreams come to fruition. You know, I'm just going to say this flat out. You, I know you're busy, and of course, with everything going on with your son and your business. But doggone it, you need to be coaching because you, you've got so much wisdom to give. Right, and right, so, right. I mean... You're yeah. kind of you strike me as the like the Todd Omi style of coach, where yeah. you're there's the good cop, bad cop. You're the good cop, right? Uh, yeah, you know that uh, can choke somebody that and use logic, and and and, and common sense to talk to these guys. That and yeah. that's something that I think that I wish there was more of in the game. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely for sure. I mean, I enjoy I I enjoy motivating kids and you know being a positive uh, role model for kids i actually funny story you know i don't know one of the last couple of years that i was coaching i won the tony robbins award for uh, all of my inspirational speeches that we gave to the kids so that was one of the i still actually have that trophy you know <laughs> somewhere so uh, the people and parents and players recognized my passion for you know speaking and motivating and uh, they they gave me a little tony robbins award so you know definitely something that i'm passionate about you know my, maybe my dream job one day is to be a motivational speaker um but uh that's gotta gotta keep the day job for sure for that uh, that's all right i do radio on the weekends so yeah I, I still got my day job right so right you right. know so it's right. uh it's just how it rolls but you yep. know what, Max? I tell you, buddy. I, I've, I mean, it feels like it's only been five minutes, and yeah. and here we are killing an hour off, right? And uh, stuff. But uh, before we go, is there anything you want to uh, say to Cherokee Nation? Because uh, they're going to be listening. You know, people from different eras, players from different eras, in addition to your own, also kids that are are playing now for the Cherokee. Listen to right. this, uh, and right. of course, fans of of TC. Uh, uh, not only currently, but from years gone by uh, that uh, listen to this. And uh, I, I, I know they'll be listening to this. So is there anything you want to say to them? Yeah, you know, to the Cherokee Nation, you know, obviously, you know, thanks for the opportunity to be a part of this. Um, in addition to, you know, my years uh, as a Cherokee, um, you know, it, it really is still to this day, 20 days later or 20 years later, a very uh, instrumental part of my life. Um, I feel like I kind of grew 
a lot um, into manhood as a Cherokee, you know, the, the memories and um, it, it really is a positive light in my life. And I think that's all a testament to the organization and the type of people that run the organization and the coaches and, 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 the, and the staff and, you know, all the way down to, you know, the, the people that work at the rink. Um, the Zamboni driver. I mean, it, it really is a, a culture that, you know, um, exudes a lot of excellence and is a great place for, you know, kids to grow and develop and, you know, not only, you know, develop as a hockey player, but develop as young men, which is, which is very important. Um, to those kids that are, you know, playing right now, you know, I would say leave it all on the ice, you know, don't have any regrets. You know, at the end of the day, when you walk away from each day, you know, feel like you put it all out there. You gave it 110 percent. If you think that you can do more, do more. Um, you, you definitely don't want to ever look back with any regrets. So, you know, do what you can. Make the sacrifices, you know, be disciplined and with the right mindset of uh, positivity, you can really do whatever you want to do, um, whether it's, you know, hockey wise, career wise, you know, professional, uh, socially. Um, it's all about your mindset and the sacrifices and the discipline that you're um, that you put into it. OK, I'm ready to go run through a wall now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Max, I tell you what, man, I I. I hope we can stay in touch because I really enjoy talking to you. I really do. And this has been one that I really, uh podcast I really enjoy doing. Wow. So I thank you for that, bud. Likewise. I, 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 you know, I commend you for your excellent service. I'm sure that uh, reward was very, very, very justified. And, you know, you're, you're great spokesperson for the organization and, and, and hockey and the Cherokees. And, you know, I commend you for, for everything that you do and appreciate the opportunity to talk to you today. Well, thank you, my friend. I appreciate it a lot. Uh, well, that's going to do it from here. We thank uh, Max Howell, uh, number 12. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought I forgot. Number 12. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're joining us here for uh, the Cherokee Rewind podcast. Uh, of course, don't forget, just uh, sign up uh, wherever you consume your your uh, podcast from any platform, whether it's iHeart, uh, TuneIn, uh, Deezer, uh, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Amazon, you name it. Just uh, subscribe. And every time a new one drops, it will notify you. And of course, uh, we got Max here now, and we always appreciate uh, you guys tuning in, letting us know if there's any other players you want us to try and get a hold of to try and do a podcast with. Please let me know. That's all you got to do. It's very simple. Well, for Max Howell over there in the great, uh, great town of Kansas City, Missouri, I am Mick over here, uh, right in between Toledo, Ohio, and just uh, I'm just over the line in Michigan. But oh, wow. uh, yeah, so I'm in a I'm in a dopey little town here, Max. It's about five or six miles, it's just south of Monroe, which is okay. about maybe 30 miles about 30 miles outside of Detroit, about 30, 35 miles south of Detroit. But right there is the Windsor uh, Canadian border. So that's nice. all right there. Nice. So anyway, all right. Well, hey, you guys take care. And uh, Max, thank you. Good, sir. And, Thanks. Uh, I appreciate all... the opportunity. You, you have a great evening and, uh, you know, day. We'll talk soon again, I promise. So Thanks. For, I appreciate but, it. Yep. Yeah. You bet. This right. is Mick saying so long as you've been listening to the Cherokee Rewind.